Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast today we continue our comic book movie journey through film with iron man 3 it was released on may 3rd 2013 it was written by drew pierce and shane black and directed by shane black i am colton robertson i'm joined by joseph george what's up homie oh what up what up always a pleasure to be here Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And back to conclude the trilogy which he begun. KBZ Kyler Barnett, what is up, fam? Not much. Ready to get talking about it. Oh, dude, I know you're excited for this one. I know you're yeah, excited for no. this one. Uh, the first time we talked about it, I didn't even know how passionate, like, sneaky passionate I was about it. And then, like, once once we started clicking on it, it was just like, oh, I can really start letting this thing go okay and that was what six years six years or something Feels five like years ago now years ago. Yeah. Uh, fuck four years ago which four does years not ago feel good um no. that's too long uh yeah that was that was, fuck four years that kills me that gets almost to the day like it was early january the dude yeah freaky like freaky it's about it that's wild uh but uh yeah man how how you feeling about Iron Man 3 fresh off of this viewing? I mean, I didn't I like I said, I liked this movie when I watched it and talked about it a long time ago and I ain't lost any no love lost for it. I mean, I just think the quality of shot is just after having these are the three most recent Marvel movies I've watched. I haven't watched anything else in between viewing. Mm-hmm. I guess I watched Loki um amongst this, but I mean as far as movie wise, these are the last three I've watched. And so it's been really cool to see like the, I guess, technology and just the quality of film making mm-hmm. and stuff in the third in comparison um, is just kind of ridiculous. And I just feel like this movie does so much to accentuate the best things about like why people love Iron Man, I guess. I mean, RDJ is so synonymous with that character. It's no secret. That's the biggest thing that everyone talks about is just how like, it doesn't feel like he's even putting on a front. Like you almost right. just believe that he could just be followed around and this is what you're watching. Um, and so I felt like he really got to flex his muscles more in this movie than any of the others. And uh, yeah, I mean, just super high quality. There's the depth of depth of work he was able to put on display in the story. I felt like just kind of, it hits with me. Oh, mm-hmm. dude. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I still, I still regard this very much so as my favorite Iron Man movie, as I did prior to this watch. Um, I, I love Robert Downey Jr. in this, um, on a whole other level than he's been previously. Um, I, I've, I've already loved him and I've grown to appreciate him as Tony Stark even more through this project. Um, but this movie takes it to a different level. Joe, I know. Coming into yeah. this one, coming into this rewatch, uh, after Iron Man 2, me and Kyler were insistent that Iron Man 3 was, in fact, 
the best yeah. Iron Man movie, and you were hesitant to agree. How are you, how are you feeling now? I did have some pause on that. I've always I've always been a fan of the first one. Uh, it's it's very it has that nostalgic factor, I guess, more than Iron Man three. It started it all, sort of thing, and it's just kind of classic. Uh, origin stories always do it for me. I get um, that. And and so I was like, man, I don't know. Like, I, I know Iron Man 3. I know I liked it. I didn't hate it. I know that it's definitely not the worst. Uh, two, right. I think, is comfortable, comfortably number three. Um, but I'm like, man, is it, really the best? is it really the best? And then probably about midway through, um, I'm like, yeah, no, this is this is the best yeah. Iron Man movie there is. And and I'm like, man, it's it's honestly, I think it's just... It's so actually creatively written. Like this story is actually super cool and it's not a galaxy ending threat. It's not even really a world ending threat. That's their goal, you know, that is the goal to take over the world. But it's like, it's never shown to be in reach, you know, it's like necessarily. A, it's also like a shadow council um, too, you know? Yeah, like, it's, it's like to like take over the world to, without people knowing. Yeah, know? they're trying um, to do like a behind the scenes fascist regime whereas mm -hmm. a lot of other villains have the ego where they want you to know i'm the one in control um, yeah and and this, and this coming out you know in 2013 and then having the mandarin show up as the villain you're like oh that is easily the villain of the movie like your first watch you were like that's the villain that is the bad guy i think the twist of it being killian eventually like actually kind of is really cool on mm. first watch and then you know knowing that going into it on rewatch it's it's still really cool and like it's still really cool to follow and and watch tony go through everything and and reveal kind of that twist that the mandarin is is just a you know an actor and not oh, actually doing any of these killings or anything there's um, an excellent choice by ben kingsley love ben kingsley by the way huge ben kingsley fan uh, whenever he's got the rocks on oil executive in front of him and he's like, I'm going to shoot him in the head, you know? And, and right before that though, he says something like, and I'm sure he's a really great guy. And his, yeah. like, he's like, his voice is breaking a little bit. Um, I love the ambiguity to the mm. Mandarin that Killian has concocted where, uh, you have you have a brown man with a American Southern accent donned in Chinese iconography, um, throwing all this stuff for a loop. Um, so you can't really pin down what what his cause is. You yeah. know, like why all he is it's all of them in one. America. It's it's you know? every stereotype you can think rolled into one, you know, yeah. sort of thing is like, it, it just kind of has to be. Um, and it, it makes for a very interesting pseudo villain. I don't know what to call him. Um, because like having him in Shang-Chi, he's just like the so, red herring. Yeah. He's yeah, like, he's herring. so chill. Um, he's just an actor, you know, he got caught up with the wrong group. That's for sure. I don't think if you're an actor, you take this job. You know, like hey, I, I think you got if you've got the problems he was having, you know, you know, what they, was they his said, reasoning? Uh, substance abuse. He was he was oh, suffering from substance dude. abuse. How meta um, was that? How and they offered and and so they offered to get you off him. 
they offered no, they offered me more. Um, Okay, that was the only part where it kind of went the other direction. But I I actually like it. Really felt like a Robert Downey Jr. sort of conversation, like a real life conversation that they're having. Is like I was an actor. I was down. I was abusing drugs. You know, don't like Robert Downey Jr. not being good, and then he's concluding his Iron Man trilogy now, being on top of the world. You know, sort of thing. And 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 like it felt kind of like you know he's dealing with. PTSD in the movie, dealing with anxiety attacks, and then like it, to have that thrown in there, it felt like it was kind of like a just a, a roundabout way of, yeah, of being no, like, yeah, look, look what happened, like look at where RDJ, or, like well, look where he is now, uh, and and where he was before Iron Man one. Bro, just one Marvel, off. what if? Yeah, Marvel, what if? What if RDJ <laughs> never signed with Marvel? He becomes a ma- the Mandarin. He, yeah. He, yeah. He actually takes yeah an acting job. Bro just um, uh, bro just won a Golden Globe the other day for best supporting actor in yes. a drama. Uh, yeah, as the flowers the give him the flowers exactly oh, after the Oppenheimer viewing. This role's also hitting a little bit different. Just seeing um seeing where he is now in real life and 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 then like knowing that this is ultimately what got him there. You know, like. I like yeah. people can say what they want about starring in a Marvel movie or whatever, but like it rises you to fame. Like it, it, it puts you on a pedestal kind of unlike any other movie can. Um, it's just, I just love it. that his last, I just love that his last movie before, or well, maybe not before Oppenheimer. I don't know if it was the last one, but the last like big starring type role was Doolittle. Doolittle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> played Dr. Doolittle. Oh my God. That's yeah. right. Um, hey, he got a bag for Tony, it. No, oh, he did. No, he did it all. Yeah. Give money. Tony Stark to Doolittle to Strauss. Strauss, yep. is that right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, straws, as he puts yeah. it. Um, oh, okay. okay. He doesn't like the German-sounding pronunciation of his name. Strauss. So he does I'll say the, it like that. He does then. the southern straws. Um, yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it was funny seeing, like, Robert Downey Jr. say something about how uh, Einstein only slept three hours a night or three hours a year. Um, That's and true. thinking about how like <laughs> him and Oppenheimer fucking despising Albert Einstein and stuff. Hilarious. Uh, it's just, mm-hmm. it's not, obviously it's, yeah. it's just idolizing funny. him in one role and absolutely yeah. just being jealous kind of basically of him in the other. I, I don't know if it was hatred of Einstein more so of, yeah, I don't hatred know, it was of weird... Oppenheimer for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but no, RDJ or man, I keep fucking RDJ. Um, he is he's absolutely getting the double nod here. Um, oh yeah, from me, um, maybe the clean sweep from everybody. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if that's true, but he's this is him at his peak, Tony Stark. Um, I guess he he does you know do great in the the further Avengers movies and. And such. I'll say I'll say this. I think what it sticks out sticks out to me so much about uh, Tony in this movie, and just kind of why, like, kind of digging into why it resonates and clicks so much, and I, and just it's I like it. It receives so well with me. I think in this movie, rather than any of the Avengers or any of the other movies where he gets a companion or sort of like person to bounce off of, I don't think there's ever anyone who I guess kind of brings more out of him within the 
context of the movie as much as like you see in this movie from just not only Harley Keener's kind of who I'm driving at, I guess here. Hmm. Um, but even like Pepper and just, and just uh, Rhodey in this movie as well. I just feel like in this movie, you feel like there's a deeper core change, I guess, within him about how he feels and views having someone else to lean on, depend on, needing something other than the suits. Um, mm. And I really, really like that. And especially from Harley Keener, I feel like looking ahead from this movie and where they go with Tony, I don't think it's unreasonable to say that there's no way that like you could buy him being teaming up with a kid uh, in the way that he does with Spider-Man without having like a Harley Keener type thing. People mm. probably don't think or give credit to that as much, but like I'm gonna, because I think... Okay. Harley Keener's a great I don't know if foil is technically the right word, but like as far as I'd, just kind I'd of, argue like compliment. Like they kind of Yeah. He's a little him and it works it yeah. works on every level. And obviously and I, think I, it, I think foil is also a decent word for it because that's why they kind of Yeah, no, why exactly. They get, yeah. That's but, why they get down together, but that's why they butt heads, you know, like uh No. I just really love that dynamic, mm. specifically that one in this movie. And I just think that that, to me, is what kind of makes, like, I don't know. It just brought out so much great. When I think of some of those moments where we're talking about, like, RDJ's acting and RDJ's performance and just how he's kind of commanding that role in the in the screen in those moments, I feel like a lot of them are connected to Harley in that, like, kind of first slash middle third of the movie um, he's just so on it in those moments with him and like the bounce and, and range. This movie's so fast paced in yeah. a way. It doesn't feel like they rush through anything, but the pacing of it, just because of how RDJ acts and delivers in this movie, you know, like the range of emotion he displays so quickly and just how quickly he's bouncing around. You can feel that like yeah. frantic type in, in the uh, brain or the, you know, scramble he's kind of in in his head right now. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I guess kind of similar to the type of way that you feel when you watch, uh, uh what's the Adam Sandler, Sad Free Brothers movie, uh, Uncut Gems, Uncut just like yeah. the general, just panic and unease, like not mm. necessarily to that magnitude of no, no, no but nowhere like, near that, no, you, but uh, like you the pacing and feel, how that feels. Yeah, no, they, they capture, mm-hmm. I mean, they capture a panic attack pretty fucking soundly. Uh, and I, I. I don't know if, if anybody lives in the Kansas city area right now, you know, that our streets are covered mm. in slosh, uh, a mix of water and ice and everything. Nice. Uh, I had mm-hmm. to, I had to drive my, my love, my beloved to work today. Um, yeah. and we got there and I just had like, I have terrible driving anxiety and it's, it's the worst in this weather. So, uh, I had a massive panic attack when we got there and I was mm. like, the only thing that got me through it was be like, this is awfully Tony Stark coded of me, you know, like, uh, maybe, maybe we're not completely different, you know? Mm. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, you know, I mean, you, there is a, there is a pretty key difference in that, you know, his anxiety is rooted and, you know, falling through An a alien after a nuclear explosion and, I just drove on snow, but, uh, it, it is what it is, you know, uh, th- but watching Iron Man in those moments, watching Tony Stark, whenever he has that initial panic attack, um, 
and the kid, the I cheat out of the wormhole. That children of the corn ass kid being like, (laughs) was this supposed to be what the kid really said, or just Tony's panic attack taking a different, you know, like changing reality? Question: Like what? What really happened? I wondered the same thing, and I don't really know the answer because when you think about Harley Keener was actually just saying those things to him, he was just letting them fly. I don't believe that Tony imagined that. Ain't no way. Why, Are why did the kid go on? Hey, you want to talk about it? Oh, well, you know, alien stuff. Yeah, why was it so You didn't find Nuke on your back? Holy cow, what if you were dropped? Why was it so like, weird, oh though? Why Why didn't he just say it like a kid? He said I it like think, a kid from The Shining, you know, coming to kill you. Like, it, it was a... It I'd was be willing to bet that the way that... Because the music drops out, he's whispering. I'd be willing to bet it's him keying in on what this child has yeah. to say as opposed to the child actually being all creepy about it uh <laughs> yeah yeah i love he, he just steps outside gets in his suit and he's like check everything check you know check everything the heart the brain what is it he's like yeah, you're good yeah poison it's like no yeah i just believe you had a massive panic attack he's like me he's like me there's no way i'm tony stark what is that about you know and and then like literally Whenever um, he finally goes to sleep with Pepper for a night and he's having, you know, PTSD dreams uh, about about New York, he's – his bots come to, like, save him uh, because yeah. they think he's in danger because his heart rate is elevated and he is having a panic attack. So his bots think he's in danger, so they think that Pepper is a threat or something is going on. Um, and – and then he he whenever after he wakes up he's like oh it's not supposed to happen you know that's not supposed to happen they're not calibrated for that it's because he just does not think that he would have this in his sleep he's so like arrogant in himself or so like self confident I guess I don't know no, I don't know what the word is there but like he's just it's, so I don't in know that denial like, um, in den- denial is probably the correct way to go about it. I remember when I first started having panic attacks and I did not know what the fuck they were, you know, like I was like, what the fuck is happening to me, you know, Mm -hmm. and whenever it does get defined as mental illness, you kind of go, what, you know, like me, like for real, like I don't have, Mm -hmm. I don't have i don't have that much shit going on you know like i'm not like like i said earlier i'm not fucking falling through wormholes with aliens invading and stuff but like uh you don't have an iron man suit surrounding your body in a car on slick roads with a bunch of other two thousand plus pound vehicles moving there's a lot of there's a lot of danger in that you know like that's that's death land out there it is possible we are Actually, every time you drive, you are risking your life. You are trusting that every single other person on the road just drives normally. Do, do you? Does it ever hit that, you? No, yeah, that, no. Like in a highway, if you just went, you know, if you just one little oop, oop of the wheel, going sixty miles an hour, you're done, and then probably a bunch of other cars behind you. You know, like it's crazy how much power. I, I think yeah, all the time, it's all, and I, I think of it in a little different angle, but the, just the sheer fact of how quality 
we as a society are driving as safely as we do, considering how kind of nuts poor general like mm-hmm. just I mean just for multi you can think of it from any angle it's incredible there that there year is olds not out just there. non-stop 15. accidents all There's the time 15 year olds out there what? think about us at 15 we were trusted with that um imagine having an iron man suit Dude, I would be – I would actually start World War III if I had an Iron Man suit. I'd, there's no way. Like, I mean, I would do something stupid enough to start a war, you know? Like, it'd be over. Um, yeah, I'd fly everywhere, and just probably flying in North Korean airspace would probably be enough to start a war. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You're just like, so it's not even like I'd have to kill – I'm not saying I would go kill people um, no, right away. No, but like, like, you fly in the wrong spot, and all of a sudden you're in a – you know. All of a sudden, you have a couple jets behind you telling you yeah. to go land, or uh, they'll shoot you down. Um, them or you, man. Well, yeah, hey, at least you that's how it goes. Man. At least that's you wouldn't be in the Iron Patriot suit. None of the action. There's not like really any crazy action in this. Like he does fight a few helicopters. That is for sure. Um, but like yeah. even even we're that, gonna have, really we're gonna have to dive into why we mm. get to that moment because I think there's never been a cleaner insight into just the the mental fragility of just mm-hmm. human beings as a whole because this man was wild enough to call out a terrorist organization and say, "Here's my address. Pull up. You won't. Oh, buddy, fuck with they, me. They will. You know they, they will. Was it not yeah, public no. information before?" I, I don't mean, know that it, it's probably public information. It's probably you know, the just party he threw it. there, dude. It's probably the not public information, there? but there you could reasonably probably deduce that it is. That's a hell of a chance to take. You don't think? Hate to actually pull up Killian or this terrorist organization and, knew where Iron Man Tony Stark. It's not lived the fact that it. they didn't already know where he was. It's the fact that he invited them to fight him. Okay, and then so they had to keep up their image. And exactly. So they had to go. Exactly. Okay, okay fair yeah, enough. No, it's not. Um, it's not like a. Oh, they're like, oh, I, I just love that they found him. You know, no, it's. Uh, I love how confident he is as he says it, and then by the time he gets home, he's like, "Uh, hey, Pepper, listen, um, yeah, wait, what the hell are you doing here, too, God, You are guys still, gotta go. Are we still a ding dong? Come on, I threatened a terrorist. Yeah. She throws yeah. her bags. Pepper's already gone. She's packing her bags. She just that's that's how she enters the scene is her bags first. Yeah. Falling over the the railing. Um and then yeah, that somehow yeah, somehow his his ex can just walk or ex, uh his yeah. you know quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, um c- colleague um can Not walk up yeah, right up Ooh. to his door. Who is that no woman? problem. Ooh. Um, oh, no, I love Maya. I love Maya. No, Big Maya fan. Sick. I'm cool. Pretty I'm, I'm sick. Cool. Uh, the pepper, no, I mean, the obviously. Shady, uh, but he does no, I mean, like, she does some shady shit in this movie, man. Uh, she's working with Aldrich Killian, and obviously she tries to stop Aldrich Killian at multiple points. <gasps> there's, all, all, there's all sorts of trivia about this. Um, Maya Hansen was originally supposed to be the villain of this movie. Um, instead of mm. instead of Guy Pierce's Aldrich Killian, um, but Whoa. was the, it going to be a triple twist? Or it was going to be not the Mandarin. It goes to Killian, and it's no, not actually Aldrich, Killian. Right. It goes to my Aldrich That'd Killian would story. not have been in the movie. Um, oh yeah, okay. yeah, it, it would have been it would have been basically the same 
I don't know what the story would have been, but she was supposed Dude. to, she was originally conceptualized as a villain, but the pussy ass CEO of Marvel at the time, uh, Pearl Mutter, uh, don't was not, uh, not a fan of uh, women in general. Um, so he didn't think that action figures for Maya would fly off the shelves because Aldrich Killian ones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stick out of where my head's at about it all right there. I mean, like he's probably right in the sales department, but like, even then introducing a Aldrich Killian ones didn't fly off the shelves. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say neither of them really would fly off the shelves. It's, it's not really a villain to, to, you know, market the movie. The movie's marketed by Tony. Yeah, uh, Iron, Man. Iron Man and Iron Patriot yeah. and all all the different fucking suitsy Extremis like, Pepper if you want Extremis Pepper like, fucking Igor I would have I don't even know if that's an action figure it'd be stupid as fuck dude. of them not to have that was yeah, dope they even gave him a name it was sick um a lot of suits that dude was tinkering like crazy that dude yeah. but all, all day, to say that was Maya Hansen. I'm more a fan of Rebecca Hall, the actress, than I am the character. She was in The Prestige. She's fantastic. I that just clicked. That. I just, I, I knew it. During the whole movie, I'm like, what is it? What do I know you as? Why? Where are you from? God, dude. Uh, that, it clicked for me a couple seconds ago, and it felt really good. Um, man, she would have been awesome as the villain. She's like, she right. actually has talent. Um Man. Oh, big time talent. But that's the thing hey. is I don't want to dismiss Guy Pierce as Aldrich Killian. He's a good villain. He's fine. Um, I just, uh, I would have liked Rebecca Hall as Maya Hansen a lot. Dude, I would have well. loved to. You guys, the you guys recorded over the prestige, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, did. I didn't. I didn't get to listen to that one. What did Joseph yeah. think of the Prestige? I love the. Prestige. He actually put me on. He loves it. Yeah, I oh, saw really? it before Colton did. That was one of the rare ones that I saw That's before. Fire. Yeah, I love the Prestige, man. Dude, yeah, that thing is that is a. I love the twists. She's yep. she's in a lot of twist movies. See, that's why I thought it was yeah, going to be yeah. another twist to reveal that she was puppeting Killian without Killian's knowledge, um, and she's the true mastermind behind it all. Uh, that'd be kind of sick if it just went another layer up, um, and she let Killian fall, and then after Killian was dead, uh oh, everything's still going on. Explosions are still happening. Well, how is that but happening? No, you well, can't say coming. that. You can't say that because here's the thing. If she got it to where Killian was gone, there's no way she wasn't going to Tony and saying, how do we use this and how do I fix this? Oh, but how if she's I... a villain, then she, I don't know, give her, you know, she's, twi- the, is she, extremist makes you go a little crazy. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, she's a villain. She has to think in <laughs> villainous true. ways, right? Funny evil you know that's that's yeah that's yeah. part of the thing but uh yeah, yeah no, I, I i like my hands and i wish that rebecca hall had, had a little bit a little bit more sizable of a role a little bit more of a coherent role i think her kind of motivations are extremely muddled in this movie like uh you can tell she wants to do the right thing but she also d- d- uh doesn't, doesn't. Yeah, he's completely so, still playing into their plan. Yeah, 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 it's a little weird. Oh, and she 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 lays it flat out for Pepper. You know, like it starts it starts in a good place, and then it evolves, and you start you start doing things that are are against your moral code, uh, kind of giving away the game there in that moment. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I uh, ultimately, I think what's fascinating is that 
on paper, this sounds like it would be the weakest Iron Man movie. Uh, his supporting yeah. cast is basically null and void. Uh, the villains are, I enjoy them, but they're definitely not top tier MCU villains, you know? Um, like it's just a, Mm-mm. it seems the like writing of them. The it does. Yeah, no. That is their strength. Uh, yeah, it's Whiplash is just cool visually, and a Whiplash action figure would sell way more than a Killian or Maya action figure would. But I take these villains in this story over Whiplash and, and Iron Man 2 any day. Um, I think it's really weird to think about in the context of this movie, like. There's never been so much a, uh, uh, oh what was I looking for? Uh, I guess it's just weird to see Tony, like in this movie, he doesn't quite have that dependence on others in other movies. Whereas in this movie, he's he's leaning on such a variety of characters and it's not anything that he's fighting that he's leaning on them so much as for. It's It's a lot of times just needing that like, I need you to like pick me up here kind of in a sense like uh, right. I'm struggling I can't I don't have the ability to take this on right now I don't have the usual resources at my disposal mm-hmm. I need something out yeah. of XYZ Tony needs no Gary Yeah to be stripped away Tony from his needs dude Gary. Yeah and Tony his Gary, Gary was what what was the man you said it Harley Keener uh yeah, what dude what an interesting name I've uh, it's never stuck. I've always just known him as the Iron Man 3 kid, kind of. Yeah. Um, the guy that, like, oh, my God, won the lottery with that freaking garage makeover. Dude, I knew, I knew be, Joe was going to love that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would be fucking in there all, all day. I, you, I would never come out of that garage. But, I mean, he was at Tony's funeral, dude. I, back yeah. we were talking yeah. about how, like, an important, he, important role he played in Tony's life. Like, he was at his funeral. And... I just said that after after we I was oh. watching and my roommates were actually watching kind of the trail like mm-hmm. last hour or so or whatever with me too, um, and I said, dude, it's so crazy that people like were kind of mad or like, who is that kid or why is he here or like he shouldn't mm-hmm. even be there or whatever Bruce any of the thoughts and opinions. It's like, dude, I don't think any. It, it's clear, Colton, that we were the only ones who rewatched Iron Man three more than anything because people obviously watched that movie like once and yeah. twice. Because think they about just it, don't. without Harley Keener, he doesn't open up the barn door to let the rest of the suit get to Tony. He would only have had a hand and a boot. Without <laughs> Harley Keener, none of that. Without Harley not Keener, he wouldn't have had any of the shit. Yeah, Harley's not charged. Uh yeah, so I mean this this dude Harley's um, important pretty crucial. He's a, he's a... And also, I mean like let's let's talk about the fact that uh Tony might never have fucking kids if he doesn't meet Harley. Um that's true. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah the idea of kids definitely scare him, but when he was just forced to be with one, he realized like how <laughs> fun like being a um, father could be, you know. Dad's leave. It's um, whatever. Nothing to cry. Nothing to be a pussy about. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, happens deadly. <laughs> So you're gonna leave me in the? I'm cold. I'm so cold, Tony. He's like, "Yep, that's exactly what I'm gonna do." See you later. I know, get the I knew that. You know why? Because we're connected. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Oh my god, dude, he's so good. Like RDJ is just freaking. 
his one liners are at an all time high in Iron Man oh, three. Yeah. Like he he has hit this role so perfectly, and it's you know how much name is autobiography that. Right, what? right. What one cheap one liners? Oh, yeah. That's what, I didn't, it's cheap joke, trick. You know, he says one liners. She says it in the movie, and he goes, mm-hmm. uh, "That was almost the name of my autobiography." Oh, he does. Oh, he says that. He actually yeah. says yeah. that. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. Um, that's one favorite, of his one-liners. One of mm-hmm. my favorite one-liners actually comes from Maya. Uh, it might be my line. It's very quick, uh, but it's more of the reaction Tony has. It's whenever she's strolling up in the house, um, and Tony says, "Like, please don't tell me there's a twelve-year-old waiting in the car for for me." And Maya goes, "He's 13. And Tony goes, <gasps> "Like he he physically like he jumps and he is like yeah. so scared for like a millisecond, and then he he realizes it's a joke." That like was actually the moment I wrote bad. Robert Downey Jr. down as my performance. I was like, this guy's too fucking good. You know, Dude. like, I was like, it's over. Uh, I was oh, already was well on my way at that point. But, like, and then that scene leads into my favorite scene of the movie. Um, mm. The Ooh. helicopters attacking Dude. the Malibu house. Uh, I think that that is, to this point, We've had several, what is this, the seventh MCU movie? Washes every action sequence before it, I think. I don't think it's close. I think this, at this point in the MCU, is the best action sequence in the MCU. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's a lot of moments in there that just lend so well to that, just doing things in that moment, like the camera angles sometimes they take, they slow down in certain moments and you know, just Mm -hmm. the magnitude, like they know when to kind of move to something really quick versus when there's something they want to kind of let linger and really build a moment or something. And that's the thing, it's it's loaded with yeah, it's loaded with character moments too, which is part of why it is it's one of my favorites and probably my favorite to this point is that like I love the way it kicks off where Maya's like, uh, should, should we be worried about the missile heading for the house? Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if there's ever been a moment too in any of the movies prior, or at least in the first two, I can't think of one where he is out of the suit and possibly in any more imminent danger slash peril than what he is in that moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could argue like whiplash on the racetrack, but that doesn't feel nearly the same. The magnitude certainly not. Like, and I think too, like here, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, no, it they do, they do, and that's what I'm saying. Like some of those moments, they feel like between the slowdowns and then just the general action when they go to cut away and stuff, they like give you time to kind of sit with something if they really want you to. And then they move to the next. It's kind of rare, I guess, in a fight scene to do some of the things they did. He's like Um, suiting up or like he's doing the little hand movement to call the suit and like it's in slow motion. So like at first you think he's about to suit up, you know, but then like, Oh no, it goes to pepper, you know, it, it it bypasses him. Specifically to, is like it's just regular slow motion kind of in that moment but there is something they do upon the impact where like i'm sure there's a term or a specific effect or a specific like type of camera whatever it is um that achieves this effect but like that moment where it's an it's everything is incredibly still and like you can see the impact reaction i guess of everybody before like quite the impact is actually made if that makes sense like 
you see it in some movies and I, I eat it up, I guess. I always think mm-hmm. that shit's awesome. Looks super cool. Um, and that seems like kind of what they did here, which that hit for me. I, this, this is a very, very mm-hmm. high quality action scene. Absolutely. Yeah. With that, that phrase there. And the oh, dude, suit, uh, like suit not being battle ready or fight combat ready. Yeah, whatever. Too, so he has to be much, creative yeah. and like he, he, he takes he out the, the helicopter with a fucking piano. That was that, sick. Yeah. that is the coolest thing that has happened in any of these movies. And I mean, that was that. sick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, boosh, just did he just kick it? Did he just like double just like kick it with his legs? And, just and he also culture. activated the booster. Yeah. yeah. And it just, oh, uh, okay. Uh, and then the but, number uh, two, he like peeled back because he couldn't shoot the missile, so he had to peel back, pull the missile out, chuck it by it, and then shoot it with his uh, what, what are these called? Uh, his repulsion uh, pulse. It's... It pulses in there. Repul pulse arc. I don't, I don't fucking know his uh, his hand bullets. Um, his, his hand, hand bullets. bullets. Yeah, his hand bullets. Brothers got uh, the hand bullets. Oh, dude, uh, that was sick. How did he take out the number three? He did. Um, number three yeah, got his Because that one had the plot armor in it. Yeah, uh, couldn't get that, that one. one. did yeah, get his ass. That one had the and then he, Yeah, sunk little, him. The, one of yeah. the most insufferable pieces of shit. Like, somebody who, like, I don't know. This dude just feels so expendable from the moment you see him, and somehow he makes it so far into the movie, and it really infuriates me. It does make his death the best in the movie, though. Hundred percent agreed. But that guy, Uh, that guy sucks, man. What does he say? Get up from that, you You know, or like, yeah, yeah, get up from that, you son of a bitch. Like I was like, burns a hole the size of Kentucky in his fucking chest, just like, yeah. That was sick. Well, I, I, I was this like, is when I wish. Oh, you know, like, yeah. this is when I wish I had a. I had played the Walking Dead game, so I could, or I guess I don't need to have played the game. But there's a clip of uh, some famous like reactor. I don't know somebody on YouTube reacting, and it's the the little girl is about to kill one of the characters in there. Like you get to choose. He's like, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I'm sick of her ass. Yeah, get her out of there. Yeah, right. like, that, that's yeah. precisely my reaction. Just like uproarious cheer. Just uh, never oh. been somebody who like you felt uh, like so many nice. step foot on the screen deserved to just go. Like well, one of my favorite go. things about that moment too is that there are what thirteen people who are falling to their deaths at that <laughs> very moment, and he's taking the time to murder this motherfucker first. That's how important it is. You know, it's yeah. like we got to no. get this fucker Agreed. gone. Agreed. No. Agreed. Uh, if Agreed. he spent any more time yeah, at all so in that plane, that last guy, that Done. last dude, yeah, true. He was uh, slapping against that water, dude. He was seconds away. They get him at two hundred feet, flatting. forty feet, something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean that is awesome. flat. Uh, yeah. From that, another point. example of Tony Stark depending on others, man. Just they lean into it so much. Just, I loved, I love that scene. That's like, that's the thing about this one is that all the, the exciting moments are also innovative. I feel like, like they're never been well, unique. Yeah. They, I, yeah, I think another unique. thing too, is you lean into so much of this about how kind of, you know, Tony's dealing with all of these things, these mental issues, these things he can't see, panic attacks, all of these things. And that's keeping him in such a kind of low space. He's alone. He's isolated from everything that kind of gives him the confidence or feeling of safety. And so, like, 
to see in a moment like that where he rescues all those people, like it's a very instant like gratification, just bright spot, like positive moment where he you can see in his reaction once he saves all the people, like how happy it made him. Like as corny as yeah. that is to say, like yeah. it's such a easy like keep just like get off the edge of my seat like yeah like i'm with you tony like i'm sitting there i'm i'm cheering too that. man hell yeah no, like that's, that's a great are- fucking moment i love i love immediately after him being like all right Charles, and just uh get fucking blown the fuck up. i was watching this with emily march she- 42 has just permanent like oh, a karmic gone, something yeah. in the universe like a, a karmic debt in the universe forever for some reason it's just gotten fucking wrecked time after time but i was watching this with emily and she apparently we'd never watched it all the way through together or anything uh because we got to that part and she went wait what the fuck (laughs) she thought she thought tony just got blown the fuck (laughs) up uh and uh then they cut to him and she was like oh okay you know like uh audibly reacted wait what the fuck uh and it was it was too perfect i was like yep that's exactly how i felt uh watching this for the first time like uh what love that i miss about the novelty the mcu once had for me is not knowing when stuff is i've got that shit mm-hmm. down now because of this project and stuff like uh there was a time whenever pepper pots falls into the fire where i was like oh shit is that the end of pepper pots you know like at some point i was like oh damn those are steaks you know like uh, they really killed they really killed her ass uh and mm-hmm. i i just saying yeah, now just knowing she is in Infinity War. Yeah. You know, like, knowing she she makes it out of this no problem. Yeah, I, I see. Um, well, and that's the thing, and that's the thing, is that, like, uh, I don't expect that, like, it's not really a complaint. It's, it's more a complaint about the modern MCU. I'm, with the multiverse and stuff, I don't feel hardly any stakes ever. Uh, if they want to bring a character back, they can within minutes, you know, like it's just, Oh, I think the other thing too, is like it's been leaked. It's, it's been leaked that they've thought about it and had serious talks with some of these actors like Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. Trying to get him like, they've talked about bringing back characters that arguably should never be on the table. Like, yes, to your point, like, if they wanted to kill Pepper Potts and something and then bring her back, like they could always do that. But like Tony Stark's art felt sacred. Like that doesn't mm-hmm. feel like something you're supposed to truffle with. And now here we are. Yeah. And like it, you, you, you exactly like you said, like now and knowing they talked to him, like characters that you thought should never have ever been, you know, entering the conversation again. Like now it feels exactly like you said, stakeless pretty much. I mean, yeah, it's no, it's, not, it's, it is what it is, you know, like, I think they're putting a lot of weight on you going, oh, well, it's a different version of that character. That version of the character is still dead, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, but we've seen how that pays off with, like, Gamora. Gamora, yeah. yeah. Like, I like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 a lot. It suffers a lot from the fact that Gamora is not Gamora. Um, yep. Like. Yeah, it's it's kind of a situation where they can do it. They can bring anyone back, 
which in theory is dollar signs and all good from Disney's perspective, and any actor can come back at any time for any project. Yes, but they don't stop to ask themselves if they even should in the yeah. first place. You know, like right. All right, especially, especially with, yeah, I mean, uh, a little bit there, but uh, a little, hey, little Jurassic Park, a little Jurassic P. Hey, it's we. That, that's what movies are all about. It's just capturing the time, capturing knowledge. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's just a different form of a book. Dude, um, I, I, this is one of my favorite action comedies ever. It's a f- brilliant genre, the action comedy, when it's done well. When it's not done well, it's insufferable. Mm-hmm. But when it is done well, it's wonderful. Uh, and Shane Black has a knack for it, uh, unlike a lot of guys. His very next movie after this is another one of my favorite action comedies ever. The Nice Guys. Oh. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Gosling wow. and Russell Crowe. Um, he wow. snapped. He snapped. Yeah. Bro, oh, bro. Hit, I forgot he, I forgot he had done that. In I a row there. Uh, and his That's, movie yeah. prior to this was another one with RDJ and Val Kilmer called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, um, which I've never watched, but I've heard is fucking outstanding. His last movie was one of the Predator reboots, which is shit, apparently. But uh, we mm. don't have to talk about that. The first three, though, seem really solid. Uh, yeah. Val Kilmer and RDJ is enough to intrigue me um, on that one. That that sounds does sound very interesting. Any, I don't know. I think, RDJ, just in general, has become just very intriguing to me, even more than he already has. I've read it. Sorry, Joe. Sorry. There you are. Yeah, I was just going to say, I've always loved Iron Man, but somehow RDJ is peaking even higher um, than he has before for me, mm-hmm. which is I didn't think was possible. Uh, thought he was definitely past his peak. Shane Black also wrote the Lethal Weapon movies and the Monster Squad, which is a personal favorite of mine. I love the Monster Squad, mm-hmm. but like, got a fucking filmography on him. Uh, dude, dude has yeah. a knack for this shit. Uh, the Last Action Hero with... Arnold Schwarzenegger also wrote that. Um, so quite the quite the career on Shane Black here. Um, okay. But man, hard to top this. And if he did, it was with the nice guys. Uh, yeah. To give credit to like some of the action in this movie, I think why I feel it just feels so fresh. There's so much non-suit action going on and so much like I, there's not many of the suits. The suits are all different than what we've seen. They all have a specific kind of ability or quirk or whatever it is about them. So, like, everything feels fresh. One of my favorite moments, action-wise, other than the one we mentioned earlier, which is, like, the way that's shot and stuff, just exquisite. But the uh, whole kind of action sequence, it's not very much action, per se, but it is, and it's something that, when Tony's doing it, just he has his own flair. Just the clearing out of like the whole layer to mm. get to Ben Kingsley, like mm. with all yeah. the stuff he handcrafted from just Home yeah. Depot and stuff. Like, yeah, just yeah, again, Harley, Harley coming in, being yeah. like, you, you, you build shit, right? You're a mechanic. Well, yeah, build, yeah. You build something, dude. He's like, oh, I love that. I, oh, I just I like seeing that. him work through all the guys, and he's got like he's got something for each one of them, man. He just you know that member, member of underrated uh, in Avengers when Steve Rogers says, "Without the suit, what are you?" And it was at first a douchey comeback to say, you know, billionaire, philanthropist, playboy, whatever. But look at him, look at him though. Um, I think this is 
This this I I love it kind of like Spider-Man Homecoming. Um whenever is it in Homecoming? Yeah, he gets his like his Green suit, his suit and yeah. Yeah. I, I love I love, you know, going back to the basics and mm. and not needing all of the other stuff uh, whenever that can come into play it is really nice and, and oh, it, it's, it's also nice favorite... to... Oh, go ahead, mm. sorry. Whenever he can just, you know, the nano, whenever he has the nanotech and he can just his suit is always on him. And it's not like I don't know. He's never vulnerable. Like it's it, and it makes sense for Tony to get to that point eventually. I'm not mad at that, but it is really nice to when the suit needs to fly to him, or like it's it's not just um, just a simple press of the chest, you know, and it yeah. or like not even a press of the chest. Sometimes it's just it's a brain chip, and he just can think it to come out, you know, sort of thing. Uh, no, yeah, man, the dudes, the the journey this character goes on is super compelling. You can tell uh, he had a contract for a trilogy and a group movie. Uh, <laughs> yep, yep. So this, whatever this came after this, just a little cherry on top. Yeah. Uh, this this could have been the end. This, I mean, it was a. It, a I mean, like you got you got the best send off uh, of anybody in the dude, MCU. Yeah. Uh, uh, both times, probably. Yeah. Uh, a, like a, a great send off here, throwing, you know, getting the heart surgery, uh, throwing his arc reactor off off the cliff. Um, Former side of his mansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, dude, like, got to get, got to live somewhere else. Uh, got to, got to find a new house. It's for sure. Pretty sure um, they just move into Stark or Avengers Tower, right? Like, is that where he ends up living? That sounds this? right. I think uh, that yeah, that sounds right. Up until they get the cabin after yeah. everything blipped and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, I don't know. I uh I find myself thoroughly enjoying this movie when it comes to our comic book movie rankings, uh as far as what we have covered so far. We've got uh what was this, the forty eighth movie? That's how many I have on my list. Oh, wait. Uh check the forty ninth. Yes. The forty ninth movie. Oh, yes, yes. Uh mm-hmm. It's uh I've got it at five. Yeah. Got it top five, only below yep. the Dark Knight, Superman, Captain America, the first Avenger, and the Amazing Spider Man. Uh okay. Wow. I have it exactly in the same place. It is five for me as well. Um it is below the Dark Knight, the Amazing Spider Man, the first Spider Man, and Superman. Uh, beautiful. But above Mask of Phantasm, above Iron Man above every phase one movie yeah. um it is above so yeah they they up i mean i, I i'm glad you are one of us you are one of us one of us you are one of us you are one of us no it's just that's how the movie is welcome though. to I the mean, hive joe dude it's just this. it's just kind of fat like factual almost it's not even really opinionated like you can I can see a debate for one being better than three, but even not real like not really. Like I just think it's it comes down to the fact that like it this is a take that like the common person probably doesn't share just because they probably don't rewatch this movie. Like mm-hmm. I mean, think about yeah. what like you're just general T V viewing, like, oh it's something's on. Uh, Iron Man one is almost re- always more likely to be on than Iron Man 3. Maybe around yeah. the holidays it might be on a little more because right. uh, the Die Hard okay. Christmas movie argument kind of in the in the mix mm-hmm. here. But 
we get a don't we get know. a needle drop where it does the Christmas? It is well, no, he's doing the first test. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I love that scene, by the way. His little dancing. I think yeah. it might be this dude is a trained dancer. Just to, um, like he can dance his ass yeah, off, his, Robert his Downey little, Jr. Little moves. He has little yeah. little snaps too that he's doing. Yeah, oh, he's doing yeah. like a good version of the Chandler dance from Friends. <laughs> you know, like okay, yeah, you know, like yeah, it's, but it's actually, actually it's a coherent version of that dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. I had okay. This isn't my favorite shot. I just put it in here so that I would remember it. Uh, but the the sham wow guy or the uh, the slap chop is that what it's called? The, yeah, the, the, all the of this stuff slap, switching on the TV before slap it chop goes or whatever. Yeah, it, it's one of the Mandarin you know takeovers like, where he's taking yeah, over all yeah. broadcasts. And it, you know what was on the it. TV before? I guess was the. The slap chop, I think that's what it's called. Oh man, um, but it was one of those. Yeah, the the slap chop, um, <laughs> where you know you just put vegetables under it, hit the little button, and it dices them up. If you do it again, it doesn't. You know, even more, whatever. You know, you, you remember that commercial with the shampoo oh, yeah, guy? Yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah. yeah, put it once, and it, you know, whatever. Um, and it's it's him doing it, but then it cuts to the Mandarin. It looked like he had a slap chop. Like, it cut to the Mandarin set, and I don't know if he was just crushing something with his fist, but, I mean, it looked like he was holding something and then crushed on top. Like, I... It was so fast, though, that, like, I don't, I didn't rewind to even check. I just thought it was so funny that Trevor's the actual... is just like, I need my shit diced now. Uh, yes. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, what a transition. I just thought that it was, was his original idea no. for the uh, rocks on oil guy, but. Are you ready for it. another lesson? Yeah. Uh, this, oh, dude. Yeah. No, it was, it was great. But that's, that's not my actual favorite shot. It reminds, uh, Trevor Slattery's voice when he becomes the Mandarin reminds me of Brian Cranston's narration in Asteroid City, where he's like, okay. uh, Asteroid City is not real. It is a fictional place created for our broadcast. You know, are you ready for another lesson? You know, that, that whole, yeah. that, it's, I like, that. I like, oh, that's a little, little of a Wes Anderson crossover there as Ben Kingsley also appeared in the wonderful story of Henry sugar recently within the last six months mm-hmm. or so. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, it's got an unbelievable cast on this movie uh with uh Guy Pierce, uh Rebecca Hall, Ben Kingsley, RDJ of course and the usual cast <laughs> of characters. Uh I was partially right. He doesn't have a slap chop. The slap chop jo- guy does show up first and then the first shot of the Mandarin, he just he has some like walnuts I don't know. It's some food on a table, and he has this just kind of metal plate in his hand, and he just crushes the nuts. Um, and then it goes into his and then guns, and then the I'd be Mandarin willing to stuff. bet it's a fortune cookie. It is a fortune cookie. Yeah, thank it's, you, it's, it's thank you. Yeah, it's him just crushing some fortune cookies. But right after the slap chop guy, it goes slap chop, boom to the fortune cookies. Him crushing them. Perfect. Um, it's a perfect match cut. I love a match yeah. cut. Um, um, Laptop, have you out here? 
Hit Perfect us up. Time. We're giving y'all so much free marketing That's true. right now. Joe's I would like a slap shop. Not going to lie. I would sell the shit out of a slap shop. Uh, yeah, Don't I, tell I, me one. My mom got me a better one for Christmas. Damn. Keep oh, that okay. as seen on TV Keep shit. Keep that shit. Where you got it. <laughs> Um, Keep that my, QVC ass stuff. Yeah. I don't want to. Uh, no. Yeah, man. Uh, my I love that that was shot, always though. what was on the TV, though. Like, every time they interrupted, it was just the QVC channel. Like, why? Well, what's up it, with it the gets QVC people. Channel? Those commercials, bro, it, it's to call at the end and order one right then and there. It's not to make you think if call you actually want one. Five, six, seven, it's just, three, yeah. Three, two, one. Today. <laughs> I could see Ben King's. Maybe he's just a fan of the Slap Chop. You know, he's just... Uh, Big fan and had to give it some little free promo right before taking ben over Kingsley every broadcast. Officially- I just realized Ben Kingsley has now been in Iron Man 3, something I hold very near and dear to my heart, and The Sopranos, something I also hold very near and dear to my heart. Is it The Sopranos? He's in one episode of The Sopranos playing himself. Yes. Uh, Yes. Whoa. Uh, Man. Yeah. He plays plays himself because Christopher Moltisanti. Wants to make his movie. Uh, and the episode should be D Girl, or it's either that or the one right before. Is it, it. is it also the John Favreau episode? That'd be nuts. Yes, yes, I think it oh. is. I honestly was thinking it was a. T- I honestly thought maybe there was some overlap in that story. Like maybe like it starts with Favreau and then moves the next episode to like Kingsley, but I don't think it is two episodes. Maybe I'm misremembering that. But I it, thought it the Kingsley episode of Sopranos was later. Because it was more towards when they were going to be making his mafia slasher flick. Uh, it is season six, oh, episode yeah, no, you're seven. Right. Oh, it's uh, late. Right. It's late. late Luxury lounge. Yeah, the title maybe yeah, they want they yeah, want all the gifts yeah. that all the rich people are getting because yeah. like that show was such a is sitcom. It, every once in a while, when it came yeah, to those storylines. Wow, the most intense sitcom you've ever seen in your life. But like the, the whole storyline where Christopher Moltisanti's like Ben Kingsley doesn't need this shit. I need this shit. You know, like it's just uh, it's perfect. Uh, uh, man, but uh, I gotta finish that show. Long story short, some old woman gets punched right in the face. That's true because because of this because Ben Kingsley's a selfish little asshole. Um, some poor old woman gets punched yep. in the face. It's true. Yeah, he, it's true. It's he does. True. He is the front for um, a pretty m- massive terrorist. How does this affect Sir Ben Kingsley's legacy? Is what the <laughs> question I've heard people asking. Great question. That's that's that the is. one that's been floated around for a while now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think yeah. I think legacy was secured whenever he played the guy who could read uh, with his eyes closed in the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. Okay, that was you know nice. what? You're a real motherfucker right there, Ben. Um, mm-hmm. Sir Ben, I should say, also knighted, knighted up. Um, Damn, man. Nor we need more actors to knight up because I feel like those actors are nine times out of ten bringing the heat. Really maybe are. it shouldn't be. Maybe maybe they shouldn't be more. It should actually. be reserved it should for the be, ones that are yes, really good. You know, yeah. you got it's Sir like Michael, Michael Keane is a sir. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was going to say Lee. Sir Christopher yeah. Lee. Well, okay, what? Christopher Lee is probably the top of that tier just for, for the, he witnessed the life the experience in that real guy life. has been He through. witnessed the last yeah. execution by guillotine in France. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. That's, he's like, bro, he's like a thing. Bro was a he's Nazi like, hunter. Yeah, bro I was going to say, he was like a green real life Nazi. Thing, right? 
like What's super that? spy type thing, right? Like he yeah. was like a dream, like super. Yeah, yeah, dude, like that guy. And he, he was his cousin. Him, come on, his cousin wrote the, the original James Bond book, and it was based on Christopher Lee. Like, you're telling me James Bond <laughs> is based on Christopher Lee? Yeah, the OG James Bond, the first the original, ever. the original incon- the original version of James Bond was based upon Christopher Lee. The dude is so fucking cold. It's insane. Have you ever seen the behind the scenes video from the Lord of the Rings where somebody's going to get stabbed in the back and they, they're like, yeah. "All right, we want you to make yeah. this sound." And Christopher Lee's like, "Uh, you shouldn't make that sound. That's not the sound someone makes when they get stabbed in the back." Oh really? Uh, how would you know, bud? And yeah, Peter how, Jackson. How you know? Well, that's the thing. Peter Jackson was just kind of like, you know what? Yeah, like you're probably actually, right. <laughs> I trust this guy. Yeah, maybe, maybe dude, I trust this guy's dude, opinion. I'm telling you, um, the sirs are cooking. They cook the sirs. I, I, I misspoke. I, I was right to re, to correct myself and say it is an exclusive club. Yeah. And yeah, we need we need. So and, just know if you're an actor and you think you're thinking about going and get ignited, you better make sure that you got does the one, to back it up, man. How does one go about becoming knighted? You how don't do get you, a say in it. Uh, someone else decides to be knighted. Uh, like, I mean, is it the the? I mean, I guess it would have been the queen. Is it the current like king or queen of England? Like you sure. know, or just wow? So you just. It's kind of like a like a medal of honor or like a purple heart or like a maybe that like sort a of thing? well like what the U.S. the American version like the, the medal of freedom kind of sometimes to people like a president okay. can give that away maybe yeah. it's something similar to that okay um, so okay yeah. I, that, no. that makes oh, me feel better great than... it's a great fucking list of sirs I looked it up uh, Michael Caine of course Ben Kingsley yes Sean Connery Ooh. also mm. James Bond James Bond uh, wow yeah. that's incredible. Uh, Ian McKellen, Sir Ian McKellen, mm. love that. Mm. Nice. Uh, the Dame Judy Dench, uh, Anthony Hopkins, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Why Lester. are so many of these dudes? So many of these dudes have been in Marvel movies. Oh yeah, or Sir, comic yeah. movies. Sir Patrick Stewart, Sir Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> you know, Sir Michael Caine in the Batman movie. Sir Ben Kingsley in Iron Man three. Uh, we got. Uh, yeah, Julie Andrews, Emma Thompson, Helen Mirren, Angelina Jolie. Ooh. Angelina Jolie? Yep, yep. Uh, indeed. Laura Croft really cemented Kenneth Branagh, director of Thor and also in several Christopher Nolan Whoa. movies. Oh, that's um, cool. That's cool. I like that. And Alec Guinness. Mm. Damn, man. That's a, that is a sick group. Dude, it's that's like a sick every, group. Dude, that's... Hey. That's Damn. a great list right there. That is, they cook. They cook. They know what they're doing when they give those away. Does Robert Downey Jr. deserve knighthood? And he's American, but like, does That's he the thing, it doesn't sure. matter. Angelina Jolie is Ameri- oh, oh, he's American, she- Bosnian, and Cambodian. She's got a bunch mm. of stuff going on. Uh, okay. okay. I, I do think you have to be of British descent, probably, mm. or English descent. Um, yeah, all of them uh, are definitely white people. That's for yes. sure. That is um, true. Um, every single one of them. But yeah, I think I think our you know RDJ if if uh, if he's got some British ancestry in him, I'd say he deserves it. 
this dude. This dude is uh, kind of like the real life Tony Stark. At least he's kind of trying to be, which is just really cool. And he's just an actor. Um, but just what a guy. I'd, I'd knight him. I'd uh, I'd put I'd I'd put the sword on each shoulder. Um, is that is that what happens? Do, do they actually have like a ceremony? Oh yeah, that's, that's real shit. That's real Damn. shit. Uh, apparently, Daniel Day Lewis has been knighted. Um, okay, well earned there as well. Love Daniel nope. Day Lewis. Uh, Christopher Lee. Mm-hmm. I was trying to Sam Neill, Jurassic Park, Jurassic P, Ooh. baby, uh, okay. coming back around. Yep. Um, yep. Life finds a way. Life finds a way. All right, we got a we got a black man, Sidney Poitier. Uh, Let's go. Knighted. That is at at least uh, at least we got one representing. He's he's representing a whole lot. Uh, he's got a lot on his shoulders. Uh, um, you're familiar with Mark Rylance. Uh, he's the dude who plays uh, in Ready Player One. He's the guy who founded the company and created the video game and. Really? The mass- up, okay. Sir Mark Rylance. Um, okay. Okay. Wow. Not yeah. I didn't know there were this many knighted actors out there. Yeah. Um, I gotta, it's a. It's. It, I mean, like. It's a pretty. It's a pretty cool. It's eighty three. Eighty three actors whoa. have been knighted. Um, and then I'm not sure how many actresses have been granted damehood. That is that is the woman oh, uh, equivalent okay. of being that. That's why oh. when I said the dame, I didn't realize that when I called her the dame Judy Dench, that's her title because she was knighted. I didn't realize that. Uh, okay. I've always I've never heard that either. Her as the dame Judy Dench. Um, so she's kind of wow. just known as that. Um, that's pretty fucking cold, if you ask me. Um, that's incredible. Yeah, you you saying that um, the OG James Bond is based on Christopher Lee. I didn't know that. Um, I, I fall in love with Christopher Lee more and more every single day. That dude is actually just. Uh, we need a a uh, some sort of movie. I don't know. Auto, just a auto, a biopic. A biopic. Yeah, on uh, on Christopher that Lee. That will that will in. Ev- inevitably happen that dude has had too fucking epic a life for him to not have some sort of biopic eventually um regardless um quite the quite the pivot it was based around ben kingsley who is in this movie so it was founded um took a lot of different roads to get there but we're back on on iron man we're back Uh, in there back uh Uh, you know that was an awesome time i was uh I think it might have started from the slap chop, which was just it, uh, it was it was just a throwaway thing I put in my favorites just to bring it up because I thought it was funny. It gave me a chuckle while I laughed or while I watched the movie. While I laughed, it gave me yeah. a chuckle while I laughed. <laughs> that is usually how one chuckles <laughs> or how one laughs. Um, but no, my actual favorite shot is whenever the needle drops, it's Christmas music, he's doing his dancey dance, but it's whenever the mask is going in, it goes upside down, and he does the, oh, yeah, you know, the flip upside down and the superhero landing. I was like, I, I love a suit up, and I don't know, I I did like like that. Very unique, oh, even, I don't know, the suit, everything was unique about this movie. Um, the, the suit ups were all super cool. Um, 
you thought that all of his suits were blown up in the whenever his house went down, but then it's like, oh no, we got like Psych. thirty of them. Yeah, we got like thirty of them chilling. Yeah, I love uh, that they like edge you the whole movie with like the complete lack of suits, and then they're like. How about we give you more suits than you've ever fucking seen? That's yeah, like that's how they end the movie. You know, they're like, give them all the suits. You know, it's it's perfect. Yeah, it, they're building it up the whole fucking time. He, you know, he mm-hmm. what is that Old Mark forty two? He looks like, down. It's yeah. Mark forty two. Yeah, like, what was oh. the last suit we saw? Like the Mark five? I think. Yeah, it was an older one. Uh, I don't know what Mark it was. But, I guess they never mentioned what market is in the Avengers. Uh, but regardless, like since the it's implied that since the Avengers, that's what he's been fucking doing uh, because yeah. of his issues as a result of it. But uh, yeah, um, he took a lesson from Whiplash, I guess there. He was like, well, I don't have to be in every suit. I can make my own drones and I have Jarvis. Um, so it's kind of, you know, this is a little little Jarvis. He even uh, loses in Jarvis. Action. Yeah, that's true. He even loses Jarvis me, during this movie. He's like, he's, don't he's leave truly me, alone. Yeah. Oh, man, that was so sad. But to actually see Jarvis in action a little bit here. Yeah. Um, Jarvis, you know, target extreme heat signatures and take them out with extreme prejudice. Or what? I don't know, whatever he said. It was kind of badass, though, um, right. the way <laughs> he laid it down. I was like, damn, man, you could have just said well, it is target Christmas. the extremist dudes, you know, kill take them. Take them to church. Fucking love yeah. that delivery. Uh, is that what he says? Oh, man. It is Christmas. He's... Take him to church. God, fucking great. So fucking great delivery. Yeah. I actually ended up for my line not going with an RDJ one, which is kind of nuts considering how prevalent his lines are. Um, I ended up going with Pepper Potts at the end of the movie where mm-hmm. she like snaps out of her extremist rage. Um, and she's ripped out the core of that fucking thing and blown guy pierced to hell. Uh, and then she looks back at him and she goes, Oh, that was really violent. Uh, fucking love that. I've always loved that delivery. I love Gwyneth Paltrow. And I just thought that was, it's a perfect way to conclude this movie. Uh, and it leads to a fantastic conversation with them, you know, like, a, mm. you know, am I going to be okay? Da-da-da-da. I feel like. Colton, you remember how we talked about the uh, deleted scene or whatever from Iron Man 2 and how funny their dynamic is in that scene? I feel like this is that payoff finally, mm. like, manifested, and we get it, like, three times in this, like, ten-minute span here. Yeah. yeah. You're dating me. You're never going to be okay. And, right. Like, it, man, he's just – he every everything he says is incredible. Um, he, so many one-liners there, but yeah, no, I, I like a, I got a Maya line and a Pepper line. That's kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah, uh, Kyler, do you have a by chance a Roadie line or a um, not, I, no, I do a, a Killian line? Least, um, least likable Roadie's ever been. Hot take. This movie. They just don't give him. It's much. kind of a non-factor. It's, it's, I yeah. mean, it's just. Oh, know, I have a like, reason. The, the only uh, kind of funny thing was like, all right. Give me a suit, you know, and he's just like, he's just ready. He's like, all right, where's my suit? I'm ready. He's um, like, you he's don't like, have that. Mm-hmm, I've got like yeah. trackers in my arms and shit. Like I've got stuff mm-hmm. going on. Uh, one of my, like, one of the things that's played for laughs in this movie that I don't absolutely love from just an optics perspective, uh, is the part whenever Rhodey gets a call from Tony while he's holding a bunch of Pakistani civilians at gunpoint, uh, 
I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, that's that's a bad look, Rhodey. You know, like, uh, it is where they off-put the signal to be like, oh, this is where it's coming from, da 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 uh, sure like, the U.S. government has never misread intel from Middle Eastern sources and done anything too brash or certain. Uh, but like one of them, even, like give him shit for his password, and he pulls another gun out and points it at them. You know, and it's like, Bruh, I wonder how close they were with deciding that because his password ended up being War Machine Rock sixty eight. Come on. Come on. He was it born in 1968, guys. He on. was born in 1968. That's all it means, okay? It's all. It's all. Okay. Oh, dude. Okay. Is he actually? Was he I don't actually? know. That kind I of, know. I mean, he'd be like 45. Like 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's about I right. That I would guess he's mid-40s. Don Cheadle? Would I look up when was Don Cheadle born or when was... I'd be willing uh, to bet Don Cheadle was late 60s. That dude looks incredible. Yeah. Uh, Don Cheadle was born in 64. Kansas City, Missouri. I didn't know that. Our boy. Um, yeah, Don damn. Cheadle, Kansas City, born and bred, baby. Let's go. Uh, 64. So, yeah, they totally wanted to do 69, but then yeah. the studio said no, and they're a bunch of pussies because... Even come no, on, they draw the line. We were in How second long? grade laughing at sixty nine, dude. Sixty nine was the funniest shit, and we didn't even know why. We were just really laughing funny. at it because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, funny number. Oh, that's my favorite number ever. Um, I will never no. forget. I have a memory where someone said something about sixty nine, and uh, Michael, who has been on this podcast several times before, uh, for the Spider Man movies and the Captain America movie, and uh. Incredible Hulk and Batman Forever, several very recurring guests. Uh, we were in a car coming home from like a bonfire, and someone said something about sixty nine, and we all burst out laughing. And his mom goes, "Do y'all even know what the fuck that means?" And all of us just kind of looked around, like, "No, you know, like it, it just, just children, man. It, yeah. it kills me. Whatever, whatever's supposed to be funny will be funny." Uh, tell Art me, uh, in sixty nine. Uh, I think will always be funny until the day I die. Um, oh yeah, my dad giggles every time he hears that number. Um, yeah, it's just it's just how it is. It is. Uh, it's just uh, it's just kind of part of life. Farts definitely. Sixty nine. I can get it can get tired of, but a fart. Come on, man. That's that's the funniest shit of all time. I don't know. I don't know why, dude. I'm just such a kid. Tell but, me, tell me how. Maybe you guys are smarter than I am. Um, how long was it before you realized that those weren't that rabbit's tits? Tits. I guess I've never I, thought of it as bunny. the rabbit's tits. The giant oh my bunny. God. Now I'm you never, never going to be able to unsee that. that. As the rabbit's tits. I, it took me an unreasonable amount of time to realize they weren't tits. I did not. I've never thought of them as tits in the first yeah, place I, I never at all. But now that you say it, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to unsee it. Uh, perhaps, I think it, that is perhaps a Freudian association on my part uh, there this, with the breasts. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, hey, I mean, now when, that when, you say it, I mean, it does seem pretty obvious now. Um, I always I, do, I don't know what it was. Don't know why. 
for the longest fuck. And I never even, I, I, I never even questioned it. I thought that's why Pepper didn't like the fucking bunny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm looking at it now, dude. Oh my God. I mean, it really does look like it. it. I mean, they're a little saggy. If so, they're a little oblong and pointed outwards, but I mean, nah. I mean, yeah. okay, it does, it does certainly not, Tit not it up. look. Tit it up! It does, I mean, it has, but it has three, it would be three nipples. Those were obviously, the thing like is, their, is, the nipples never fingers. even registered. It was just yeah. the shape. I never even, and like, once it was pointed out to me that they were paws, I was like, oh, well, yeah, damn. You know, I was like, Is it a bunny? I thought stupid. it was a dog standing up. He mentioned. I th- I'm pretty sure he mentioned. Is it a, a bunny? Rabbit. Like it kind of just times. looks like a dog. Like now looking at it, it doesn't even really look like a bunny. Like uh, the, the ears. The I ears. guess. I guess a bunny can be. Brown. Well, if those are paws. They have. To, it has to be a bunny. You know. Yeah, dogs not long enough to be dogs. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um. But yeah. Okay. Wow. I'm. Ne- wow. Uh, they definitely. Me, I mean, like it took. Like we're talking. This occurred to me within the last few years, like the last couple of years. Not like I discovered this like a cu- like the second time I watched. The- no, like I watched this movie several times before I realized those were not breasts on that rabbit. Um, That's incredible. That's actually awesome. It's um, nice to get that off my chest. No pun intended. <laughs> See what you did there. Yeah. Um, but no, that, that I mean, just kind of uh, what are you gonna do with that gift, though? You know, no, and then realizing that I was so bad at reading Pepper that it's not it's not the fact that the rabbit has titties that makes it a bad gift. It's the fact that it's a giant fucking rabbit. That I makes think it's it just, yeah. Like, do you sleep on it? Is it a comf? Is it like a bean bag? It's, it's just the, the gesture. It? It's a kind of a cop out. Yeah. Brand, I mean, it says know, like it, it says. says the bigger the bigger you ball, you know, like the bigger you are, the harder mm-hmm. you fall. Da, 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 you know, the whole thing. Uh, yeah, it didn't work here. Um, didn't work, but definitely gonna headcanon that Pepper hated it because it had tits. Yeah, um, and, and that's all and, that yeah. matters. Mm-hmm. That's Every time it. I watch now, yeah, that's that's oh, what I'm going with. That's what I'm going with. Um, but yeah, he's in the meantime what. Literally, the first time you see it, he's this Mark Forty Two suit is up in his living room, and he's downstairs just doing pull ups. He's working out. Dude is like literally can't be upstairs even for a second. It on you the know, mouth yeah. slit. <laughs> oh man, he's it's effortless. It's like it's like Tony Stark is just actually who Robert Downey Jr. wants to be. You know, maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not as, um, oh no, here he's really lovable though. He's not really douchebag, uh, Tony. No, yeah, like he's, he's, mental, he's mentally yeah. ill, Tony, is yeah. what's going on here. That's yeah. true. Yeah, you definitely feel bad for him. Um, and, and, and he's way easier to love. One of my favorite, one of my favorite line deliveries by RDJ in this movie is when he links up the Stark telecommunication with a payphone, um, and mm. he he does the whole pepper. It's me. I got a lot of apologies to make. Da, 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 da. But then he gets to uh. Also, it's Christmas time. The rabbit's too big. Done. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like he's like. You know what? Wow. You were right. Fuck that up. Uh. God. On on a 
on this one phone call that he's making to let Pepper know that he is alive, you know, to let the world thinks he is dead and he is talking about the big rabbit. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a, he, he says a few things in before that, you know, yeah, he says, I'm sorry I put you in harm's way. That was selfish and stupid. It won't happen again. Also, it's Christmas time. The rabbit's too big. Done. I'm sorry. Um, uh, and I'm sorry in advance because I can't come home yet. Uh, I need to find this guy. You got to stay safe. That's all I know. Yeah. I just, I just stole a poncho from a wooden Indian. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, babe. If I knew where you are, I'd only be putting you in more danger. Yeah. So I, it's better if I don't even know where you are. And I just go get this guy. I'm still Team Six rolled up into one. That is a great moment, though, whenever she puts the fucking helmet on uh, mm. and gets the message. And she, she like, starts to, like, every single time someone discovers that Tony's still alive, fucking rocks. Uh, absolutely yeah. love it. Uh, Welcome back to the land of the living. Uh, who, sa- who says that, though? The who vice president. That? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. The one whose daughter is Jenna Ortega. No Wait, way. Wait, really? Wait, what? The chick in the wheelchair with one leg is Jenna Ortega. What? Yeah. What? Oh, yeah, no, that is. Well, I guess she's, yeah, yeah, it's 2013. Very young so, Jenna yeah. Ortega. Super wow. Little baby Jenna Ortega. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's. What the hell? This movie is weird. Um. It's got a lot I don't of know why. Movies. It's just got yeah. It's got a lot of just insane revelations that are coming from it. Um, maybe, dude, this movie's too on the nose. Maybe you know, maybe it's not extremist, but like, holy shit, what if this is actually what happened in the real world? Like all this war shit. It's go for it. We think the war. Yeah, I should stop there. Yeah, um, okay, if I want a job in the future, yeah. but uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean it's maybe they're they're trying to tell us, you know, maybe, uh, maybe it, they are. It, you don't you don't take any credence from it because it has Marvel on the on the you know the the cover of it. But I mm-hmm. actually, I there's a lot of socio political stuff in this movie that, while some of it tonally, uh, doesn't hit, it is pretty. Uh, whereas I think that the first Iron Man and the second Iron Man did a lot to kind of propagandize the American military. Um, that moment that I talked about earlier that's played for laughs uh, with Rhodey mm-hmm. pointing a bunch of, a bunch of guns mm-hmm. at Pakistani civilians. Uh, I guess it might just be me, but like, I perceive that as a, as a negative thing, like a, a, that is doing more harm than good. And that is our, that is our American government in that position. But like, uh, at the end, whenever Aldrich Killian is like, uh, you know, this is the tanker that spilt oil all over, like spilt thousands of gallons of oil. And, you know, you, everybody got away with less than a slap on the wrist because of you. And he's like, that's what this is about. And he's like, no, I just needed a reason that would play good on TV. Um, but like, that is, that's a reason and I I'm okay with it. You know, like uh, that, that reason would play good on TV. Uh, like uh, it's, 
Oop, uh, uh, yeah, a common theme throughout the movie is like uh, uh, creating your own demons sort of thing. Yeah. Um, even like a, a simple a wise thing man that you won't say that. Yeah. Um, now I'm saying. I don't know who said it, but I'm saying it, and he yeah. he said it. So I'm a little Tyrion Lannister moment there. Um, just but oh, I lost. What was I going on? Oh, you were yeah, going the on... creating demons yeah. sort of thing, though. Yeah, no, I thought it was it was really cool. Like it's it's just Tony turning down killing. I mean, like a kind of a dick move. Tell him go to the roof. You know, I'll meet oh, you there, and then to never go. Uh, it it very much a dick move, but. He never knew that this would start a villain arc oh, of a dude that could potentially take over the planet. Um, no way he thought that. And then um, the vice president, you know, that yeah. not, you know, doing not or pardoning all these people. I don't know what he did to get everyone off or whatever or what happened in this case, whatever. But like creating his own demon there, killing, you know, um, just very a cool cool kind of concept there just like even the smallest amount of bad that you do can create a butterfly effect that it, that can lead to something much larger oh yeah um so yeah i don't know this it, it's very just creatively written i don't know that that's one thing that i just i i was blown away by while watching this was just like man what a creative and unique and totally glad that they didn't go overboard and think that they had to like one up themselves like like after the avengers were coming off you know an alien invasion thanos has just been you know kind of sea dropped um like all of these crazy things are coming into the mcu but then they're like no we're gonna take his suit away we're gonna put him in you know Uh the cold in the middle of middle of nowhere um fuck yeah I, lo- I love that. I love that they You could they tell did that. they were rolling in the Avengers cash, baby. Like, this thing was a different level production value-wise. Like, there's a shot at the end of Tony and Pepper that is very similar to a shot at the end of Iron Man 2, where they're standing on uh, in mm. front of a cityscape with <laughs> light shining, and it looks fucking great in this movie and iron man 2 it's like that is a fucking green screen you know like Mm -hmm. that's not even lit there's not there's Uh, not many times where you're like oh this is obviously a blue screen or green screen like it's it looks really good it looks great Um, uh and that's like the extremist stuff looks great you know like that stuff that could easily and they kind of lean into its heightened comic Mm -hmm. bookiness Mm-hmm. which they don't do a lot of i don't feel like ever and they, they there's a vague horror vibe to this too that i really appreciate uh i don't know i i like this movie a lot man and uh i'm i'm sitting pretty with it what uh what more what more do we have to say gentlemen what, how see. are we feeling yeah we've covered a lot covered a lot mm-hmm. covered the absurdity of uh driving ability uh and we've covered yeah. uh somehow night night and dame Night and Dame ship. Mm. Uh, yeah, we've really, we've really right. taken it. Yeah. Wow, we, we, we have gone everywhere. Um, all because all Iron Man 3. Don't underestimate the power of Iron Man 3. Look folks. at what it can do. Yeah, it's it's uh, the best Iron Man movie. No st- I mean, no doubt. Um, it's the best MCU movie we've gotten so far. I think, no doubt. It Maybe first Avenger. Return. 
could I think First Avenger is the best is the better movie, but I think that this is a more purely fun, enjoyable yeah, movie. This has it, overall a more enjoyable and, and it's good enough to be at that first Avenger level, but first Avenger it's more is just critically made better. Yeah, it's like more it's, fun, but the first Avenger is a more meaningful story, I think, mm-hmm. being told in terms of Yeah. Uh, a general like a larger scope thing with you know nazis and anti-fascism and stuff mm-hmm. like that's it's a different yeah. it's a different ball game but uh this movie brought us the return of ho yinsen last time we saw ho yeah uh, a little brief cameo from him that's right tony uh, blew him off and i love the idea that ho never mentions that whenever they do meet in the cave you know he's just like different time different man you got a lot of shit going on Forget about it, you know. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, stuff. one man just sh- shrugs it off and comes in as his guardian angel uh, later on in life, and the other man uh, does not shrug it off whatsoever in villain arcs to take over the world. Uh, True, from a turn down. So, ah, yeah, maybe uh, they are doing a little bit of a you create your own demons, but you, you, you know, you some people become your angels. It you takes, know? yeah, it, it takes the person as well. You know, it's not it. Tony can be a dick. Uh, but he's a dick to Jensen. Jensen's just a good enough person where he's not going to take over the planet and right. wants to kill Tony Stark. Um, but Killian, not so much. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But ultimately, Killian. what I do love about this movie is that the culmination, the final killing blow dealt to Killian, is by Pepper Potts. Fucking love that. Um, mm. After he's shown her his big brain and stuff. And- <laughs> This is my brain. You're inside my brain right now, Pepper. Is this the forehead of security? (laughs) That was almost my line. That, like, oh, man. I, I, like, it's crazy how, like, actually funny this movie is. Like, it's, it's incredibly funny. And it has the, like, mystery to it, like a crime angle. It's funny. The action's awesome. The story is just so like intriguing that you're just interested um anyways i don't know it's it's a it's an incredible uh mix up of a bunch of different genres and it just worked. oh yeah it works one of my so favorite well. implications about trevor slattery in this movie is that he is a method actor like when he showed up on set he was hooded up and he sat down and they were like, everyone shut up unless you want to get shot in the yeah, face. No eye contact. Uh, he actually, no one looked him in know, the eye. You know like how the master either. gets. They yeah. call him the master. Uh, like, uh, you know how the master gets. Um, uh, and then he That's sits down like, well, what are we waiting for? And he's doing his, his accent, you know, like, uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. I mean, the introduction to the real Trevor Slattery, hilarious scene, <laughs> wonderful scene. Um, yeah, thinking he's in the bed, and then oh, he's in the bathroom. You know, you hear the toilet flush. Ooh, nobody going and, there for twenty minutes. Oh, and yeah, and like throws a fortune cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love gives her that. a fortune cookie. You know, fortune cookies are not actually. Like, he's just doing the whole thing. Uh, there's a there's You're a an American guy from a Japanese recipe. There's a guy over here. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There's there's this guy. That chick who, like, looks at him on his way in and points the finger guns at him and starts laughing. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, man. Super vibe. Super vibe. (laughs) Love that chick. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, like, chicks are just hanging out in bikinis playing ping pong. Like, what the fuck are they cooking? Turns out that girl 
is um, actually it. Oh, no, I have no idea. I was going to try to make up some crazy revelation and make it be you know another crazy actor um, nowadays, but I don't think that one works. Uh, she's definitely overage that girl, so it wouldn't make sense to do like another Jenna. I was going right. to try to do like a young you know rising yeah. actor. No, actually, um, this is no uh, work there. This was Millie Bobby Brown, but yeah. <laughs> time traveled from the future to be in this movie. Uh-huh. Uh, That's yeah. right. That That is right. Uh, crazy what they did for this movie. Uh, it's, what can I say? You know, it's, it's insane. For Iron Man 3, they went to the they went to lengths to make this movie what it is. They did. They did. But uh, yeah, I think we might be ready for a rating for this bad boy then. If that's if y'all are if y'all are sitting pretty. I'm sitting pretty. I am. I am How are we feeling enjoyment-wise on a scale of 1 to 10? Kyler, let's start with you. How are you feeling 1 to 10? Am I, allowed, am I allowed to, I mean, like, am I allowed are you to allowed say to, Are you allowed to what? Yeah. I mean, I'll say, mean? I'll say 9.5. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't like going too too crazy. I don't, oh, go crazy! Throwing your rankings off. Go crazy, you know? dude. Cause, dude, cause, what I mean, do you okay, feel? To ten, ten enjoyment. I fucking love this movie. There are very few like origin movies slash like solo movies, I guess, in Marvel that I have watched as many as this one, and I've never, ever, ever, ever upset when I watch it or anything. Just eat. Dude, it happy vibe for me. Yeah, no, I it's mean, also my is... favorite character. I've said this before, but that's my favorite character. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when a movie does it as well as with him, and you know, just yeah, just bingo for me. I love <clears> that. I love that. I'm a, I'm a tad just a eensy beansy shit, shit, uh, like a little, little bit short <laughs> of beansy. that. Yeah. Nine seven five, that's where you're where you're rocking. Or even nine, five, even an easier beatsier bit shorter. Five. Yeah. Little, um, little, okay. Little tiny teeny beady weedy. Tying it with quarter. Superman, um, which is very very good company. Ah, um, uh, nine two five. X Men First Class. Yeah, yeah. That's the. I mean, I've got it right. I've got it in the range where. We're talking X Men First Class, Spider Man two thousand two, Iron Man three. These are in terms of my list, the mm-hmm. tier I have is those three. Uh mm-hmm. those three kind of belong together. Spider Man nine seven five. I'm talking on a personal note. Amazing uh, Spider Man nine seven five. I Frankly, I, like- I don't know that I agree with either of those being at a nine seven five wholeheartedly. I'm okay with them being there, but I if I'm Spidey rating God them alone, God they're not nine much. I love Spidey too goddamn much. I can't see him fall. He has to be on the pedestal. He deserves it. Right, right. Um, but no, I I think I'm I'm either at the nine five or nine two five. I don't I don't enjoy these as much as I do the Spidey movies. I do love Tony. Um, in the MCU, he is he's he's was my original guy. Um, the guy who I stuck with, um, and a newfound love for this movie I have found. Um, I've, I think I've always liked it, but I, I think I always just go back to the first one more, uh, because part of my head, I mean, before this, I was like, why would I throw an Iron Man three? Like, I feel like I should watch all the other movies to get there. I could just so easily throw an Iron Man one whenever I want. But now 
you don't need any of the other movies to watch Iron Man three. Like you can, nah. you can just throw on that, throw on this whenever. Um, yeah, you know the Avengers so, well. You know these movies well by now. That's yeah. the thing is that like, yeah, the completionist in me, uh, I gets what you're saying. But when you know these movies as well as you do, like it's it's negligible at that point. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, oh no! If you want to give it a nine five, I won't mind a nine five. I'm cool. I with do that. think there is something like first class sounds like the most comparable um that there is and that is 925 but first class doesn't get me to laugh as much as this or first class doesn't get me to be like oh that was very cleverly written there like that was oh that was like really really cool what they no, did it there. is, that, it there is the feel, more basic element um, to it this is uh I, i'm with it I, I'll throw it i have it above it so like i'm cool with the 95 i just hesitate to be like yeah, that's Superman levels, but like uh, I think for it me, again, is. Superman's like, a ten. So that's the other thing is that like we we ultimately have to come to a a, a agreement on this as opposed to you know uh, one of us getting. The, I mean, we can yeah. one of us can spearhead. Okay, it, how about we frame it like this? Iron Man but one. Tyler just surmised the shit and makes it a ten. <laughs> that is that is a possibility. You do have surmise. Um, yeah. You do have three of them. You have three of them. I think, yeah, every member has three of them. Uh, And we've... Technically, I've only used one because some have been removed, right? Yeah. Um, We we changed shit. Yeah. Anyway. um, Iron Man 1. You don't think you want to? I don't think I want to. I'm not willing to to lay it like that. I I think if I I get to come on for a handful of movies... Like a, a one or two that I'm thinking of in my head, I already know that like I'm gonna want to okay. have my way. Well, there's a so, couple that I know I, you think are tens that I think are tens, so that's cool with me. Uh, but okay. uh, Iron Man three, it's just a bit shy of those um, because last night after I watched this movie, it inspired me to go on Letterboxd and do uh, MCU phase lists. Ooh. I ranked every phase based off my recollection of them. Uh, and obviously in phase two, this is the first movie. But there are six movies in phase two. Ooh. Starts with Iron Man 3. It goes to Thor The Dark World. After that, Captain America The Winter Soldier. Ooh. After that, Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh. After that, Avengers Age of Ultron. Ooh. And after that, Ant-Man. Mm. Uh, still not bad. Oh, oh Ant Man! Damn that that no. run of three right there though. That Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Age of Ultron. Ant Man's my two. Ant Man's my two in Phase Two. By the way, fucking love Ant Man. Whoa. Uh, okay. Okay. I didn't expect that. Iron Man oh. Three is at four, and I'm talking about how much I love this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy is Guardians of the Galaxy though. That's tough yeah. to beat. Um, Winter Soldier. Wow, that's not two. That's three. Uh, that's yeah. that's okay. That, How wow. long has it been since you revisited Ant Man? A while. A You'll while. fucking love that movie. If you loved dude, this movie, such a good, it's such a good it. origin, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's such a good okay. origin. Um, but enjoy it here. Enjoyment wise, Iron Man, Iron Man one, we gave a nine. And if nine all. nine two five, like only that little bit more than iron man one i think this is this is like this is better than iron man one not by a little bit 
Like this is like you think it's comfortable. I'm cool with a nine five. Like I said, go ahead and throw. I like that. I like nine five. I was just more trying to justify it for myself because putting something on Superman level is that needs some justification. I feel yeah. like uh, to put something on the same level as Superman. So, but yeah, I th- I think I like a nine five. If you'll have it. I'm fine um, with that. I'm fine with that. Awesome. That's ultimately why some of these enjoyment ratings end up going the way they go is because I usually end up going, yeah, I don't really give a shit about this one. That's fine. <laughs> you know, if we're, if we're within 0.25 of each other, fuck mm-hmm. it. Go ahead and give it a bump. Let's be nice. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, wow, but, uh, man, that's the thing. And then you say all these other phase two movies that I definitely like more. Like I know I have a better time. But watching that's the thing though. is that it doesn't. Depl- it that shouldn't. That, that doesn't. Shouldn't, diminish that shouldn't. Your enjoyment it. of this movie. You're right. And that just means Phase Two is extremely strong. You know, like that's uh, right. that's all that means. Uh, You're right. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Critically I now, one ten, one ten in Phase Two, and it's Guardians of the Galaxy. That um, movie's just different. James Gunn is a different, ridiculous. different human. Um, Critically, he's a different man. How are you feeling, Kyler? Scale of 1 to 10. How good is this movie? I'd say 8-5. I think the writing's great. I think the cinematic elements are all there. Pretty, or I guess is that not? that's not really what we're doing here, is it? No, it is. It is. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think 8-5 is fair. I think, I mean, there's a certain kind of limit to it, I guess you could say. Like, I don't think this movie has the... I guess like roots to necessarily go too much higher above that. Critically speaking, in my opinion, I think eight and a half is fair. Cause as far as if you, what did we give? I guess like one and two per se. What what were we sitting? Is seven, five, two, four, seven, five. Yeah. Okay. Then I think eight and a half, I think this is comfortably like almost a point better, maybe even a point better than Iron Man one critically. I personally was kind of already in that room anyway, but after hearing that, I feel much more confident in saying eight five. I think that yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. I'm I'm a little south of that. Uh, and ultimately, with Kyler's gut, where it would have taken him with our skewing, it would come out to a nine out of ten, a ninety percent of uh, for a movie. So that's pretty fucking solid. That'd be pretty solid. Uh, mm-hmm. That'd be in little... second place. Um, overall for us, only below the Dark Knight. Oh, um, oh, yeah. he said, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I mean, it's an eight, maybe eight, maybe eight's more fair. No, uh, yeah. Like here's my thing is that we talked about how Captain America: The First Avenger. I still think that's a better movie than this, and we gave that a seven seven five, if I recall correctly. Mm, um. Did. I do think it's better than Iron Man, though. Hmm. So then Iron Man's got to get adjusted is the answer I'm hearing. Or First Avenger. I think it just ties the First Avenger. Yeah. And it's one of those situations where since we do point two five intervals, it'd be like the difference between a 7-7 and a 7-8. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not... It's not. I don't think the First Avenger is, like, miles better than this movie. I think it's better, right. but it's not like it's... Uh, it's That's it's, true. Yeah, like yeah. I think it's it's a minimal difference, so I'm cool with tying it at a seven seven five, a little bit above Iron Man, on the same level as that movie, and calling it good. I think that there's there is a lot to like about the movie. Um, I think it has some epic action sequences, some great character work. Um, I think performance wise, 
once you get past RDJ, it's kind of just down the middle, in my opinion. Um, I don't, I don't think it's bad by any stretch, but I don't think it's particularly standout by anyone besides RDJ. Um, and then, like I said earlier, the writing of Maya Hansen kind of takes it down a notch for me. Uh, so that's why I ultimately end up there. Uh, are you cool okay. with that, Joe? Yeah, I I think so. Um, I, I was think you know may I think our reasoning was you know the other eight X two X Men First Class V, uh, we couldn't put First Avenger on the same level as those. Um, honestly, reflecting back on it, I might critically put it at the same level though. Like I think I might it it might. I might want to keep Iron Man 3 at a 7.75, but bump First Avenger up to an 8. Um, I find this agreeable, so if you want to go ahead and do that, I don't mind that. Okay. Um, awesome. Um, well, keeping Iron Man 3 there at a 7.75 would give the average to an 8.33, which strong. would place it at 8th uh, eighth, eighth place overall, right below First Class, uh, the Mask of Phantasm, but above V for Vendetta, X2. And First Avenger. Well, First Avenger might actually change a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Uh, see what that will. eight does. It would be an eight four two, which would above be above this. Yeah. So it would tie First Class, um, but be right above Iron Man three. Now we're getting overall. even better. Now I'm liking it. I'm liking it so, a lot. Nice uh, work, pal. So there we go. Um, Fuck you, that, Chuck Norris. <laughs> that is where. The things will shake out to be eight four two and eight three three here though. I like that. I think right. this sounds good to me. All right, then with that, we will conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. If you would head to patreon.com slash penny bloom pod where you'll find over fifty hours of exclusive content. All sorts of book reviews, comic book reviews, movie reviews, and the like. For $3 a month, you can support this podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money, and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. Uh, remember to head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Uh, go ahead and follow, subscribe on YouTube if you're watching. Throw us a like, throw us a comment, uh, do your thing. I would appreciate that greatly. With that, you should also go on over to TikTok. We're certainly going to have some clips. That's uh, at Penny Bloom Podcast. Uh, generally look for Penny Bloom Pod, and we'll be there. Uh, mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever you might be listening. Uh, download, leave a like, whatever you may need to do. I would appreciate it dearly. Uh, let's see. Come on back next week. We continue our Game of Thrones rewatch. Winter is Blooming with Season 7, Episode 2 next Monday. And then we continue our comic book movie journey on Wednesday and Friday with Man of Steel and the Wolverine. And uh, Man of Steel is going to be Episode 500 for us. Wow. So we're crazy. fucking up there. Uh, banners. We're hanging banners out here at the Penny Boom Podcast, it's folks. True. Five it's years true. and 500 episodes. Yeah, uh, coming, coming up, up on five, five years. years. Yeah, it's crazy. Gonna be crazy. But Man of Steel is going to be our last DC movie for some time as February is a Marvel month. 
there are no DC movies in February. It's it's Marvel straight gas in it for a while oh my there. God, yeah, Batman um, versus Superman is the next one, and that's March eighth, the second yeah. week week of March. There you um, go. Wow, that's nuts. Um, but yeah, okay, there we go. With that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And thank you very much, KBZ Kyler Barnett. Hey, no problem. You know, absolutely even. Absolutely. Remember, peace, love, and bloom. And you walked right into this one. I've dated hotter chicks than you. See ya.